Hello. Before this episode begins, we just want to apologize for some technical glitches we were having during the recording of this episode. We feel that the content is very important and want to make sure that we get it out to you. So again, we do apologize for the technical glitches, but hope that you enjoy this episode, What's Art Got to Do With It? This is Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I'm your co-host, Allison Yanez. And I am Jacob Murdoch. We don't ever use our last name, so that's weird. So <laughs> Thank you. Do we not? No, you do. I try not to. Well, specific, I mean, if we're going to be really, my last name is Yanez McKay. I right. should, from now on, start to introduce myself as that. But anyway, today we are joined by Anna Allred, the district-wide programming specialist for the Las Vegas Clark County Library District, and Shahab Zargari, the Communications Coordinator for the College of Fine Arts at UNLV. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey. How are you? We're good. Yeah. We're very good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I just answered for, for Shahab. <laughs> yeah. I said right. we're good. Like, thanks. <laughs> and uh, just so everyone's clear, because we do like to mention this when we do eat, we just had some delicious pizza and wings from Naked City Pizza. <sighs> mm-hmm. Holler. So good. Does anybody know where that name comes from? Yes. You the neighborhood a, a near the stratosphere is called Naked City. Okay. Now, I don't know why it's called Naked City. I thought Naked City was from why. out of town. Oh, they are from Buffalo. Right, the so, pizza places, yes. but Naked City is the neighborhood around the stratosphere. So, I, okay. so I don't, I mean, I heard that it used to be, there's a lot of strip joints around that area and mm, table there dancing is. places. Yep. And so there were a lot of foreigners that would sunbathe in their home countries and it's totally normal. But, and they would do that here in that neighborhood. So like, they're out on the rooftops and they're sunbathing topless. So ergo the name Naked yeah. City. But they didn't launch in that area. So why would they call themselves that? Just because it's a Las Vegas name. Like Naked City relates to the city of Las Vegas. Right. Okay. Almost right. like sunrise is everywhere. Right. right. Sunrise Mountain. And we're walking right. around Or like there's Green Valley Grocery near my house and I live in Ch- near Chinatown. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of my buddies, his... Uh, recording studio is on industrial over there and it's called naked city audio oh that's awesome but i never knew i never knew this lore mm-hmm. that's behind it that's interesting topless ladies <laughs> gotta love huh. it i always assume naked city that the name actually came from something other than people being naked though right i think it probably like i thought does. it was I more yeah is, like more of a like this is a really like raw part of town <laughs> no it guys. is a broad part of town <laughs> I didn't even say broad. <laughs> okay. It was a broad part of town. Maybe you didn't. Is, is, wow. is it because Allison is the one that's over there toplessly sunbathing? It could be. She just goes yeah. over to people's right. houses and... Probably. But anyway, good pizza, good wings. Indeed. Right? Delicious. Yeah. The only thing that uh, makes me feel... Amer- well, several things make me feel American. <laughs> Not a lot, but some is my love for chicken wings. Buffalo chicken wings. Hot. I can eat that every single day, literally. It's because they're delicious. These are good. Yeah. That surprises me about you. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. I'm an al pastor slash buffalo wings kind of gal. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like you more now. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible for me to like you more. Say impossible. 
But anyway, we decided <laughs> to have you guys on today because um, both of you work at what I consider the beacons of the literary and arts and cultural world here in Las Vegas. So we wanted to have you guys on both as artists in uh, within your field um, to talk about the art scene and what these places are doing in town, um, what they're bringing the community arts and literary wise, and also um, cross-pollination, what excites you about the art scene. So go yeah the the art scene in las vegas much like many other cities goes through these undulating phases i feel um and pock different pockets you know burst out with art and then all of a sudden they don't but the one thing that las vegas that sets las vegas apart is the local artists are constantly trying to battle the national artists on the strip. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a residency, whether it's a one night, you know, tour kind of thing, you're always kind of going up against that. Uh, now there's something to be said about, well, are we really marketing to the tourists? Not necessarily, but locals also do still go to share and Celine and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely, which I, which I would say definitely sort of changes the standard that everyone has for entertainment too which is why i think they steer right. clear of so much of the local stuff even though which is a shame yeah it is i mean because unlv is pumping out incredible work from i'd say you know every department the library district is bringing in um you know the same artists that are going to the smith center except they don't charge anything for yeah, it but yeah, people yeah. assume oh it's free it can't possibly be that be that good so they they don't show up to actually take part in what's going on so mm -hmm. And that's important to note, right, that a lot of the people that perform on the strip, you know, their nighttime jobs or like side hustles, they do stuff in the arts district or like. And Japan. vice versa, most of the professors at the UNLV School of Music are Lady Gaga's band, are in the Donnie and Marie band. Like, it, you know, that's, oh, that's their cool. nighttime job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, Dave Loeb, he is all over all the Disney soundtracks. Like, that's the side hustle. And then their day job is the teaching the kids. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's awesome. cool. That's cool. So um, arts-wise, what are you guys uh, involved in? <laughs> this is a loaded question <laughs> for me. So wait, so when does, it, how soon does this go out? Like, is it, is it taboo to do dates? Because this might come out in August or something? Uh, it'll come out in July. July. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We have just had our 20-year anniversary party on Maryland and Flamingo, and it was so much fun and so stressful, I'm anticipating. Um, so yeah, 20 years of being a record company and- What's uh, the name of your record company? It's Gekido Comet Records, or GC Records for short. We'll have the link in the show notes. And um, you know, that's my own art, that's, you know, um, art of some local artists. We have artists from California and Oklahoma. Um, and so uh, that's one thing. And then obviously you also know me as the filmmaker. So I do films and my most recent film, which we raised money on Indiegogo and that's how we paid for the um, score to be recorded. Mm. So that the, the um, all of the musicians in the studio, we paid them out from the Indiegogo money. And that film is now on Amazon's first film festival ever. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Um, so pretty proud about that. You're referring to This Is Art? Uh, my Name Is Art. My, my name, name Is, is art. art, okay. Which the original screenplay was just 
art. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even ask the writer for permission. I was like, I'm changing this because everyone's going to think this is about like a painter or something, right? Or art vandaly. <laughs> but yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> Do we have an episode title now? Thank you, Allison. <laughs> oh. Cool. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome, awesome. So and wait, we talked. We talked about. I'm so confused, Alice. We <laughs> we talked about your label before, and I didn't ask this, but who? What are some bands that are on your record label? Local or otherwise? Any. Um, so if you go onto the website now, what we we kind of reformatted it to where we have the current roster, and then we have the alumni, because we've worked with so many different acts, and some of them aren't, you know, around anymore. Some of them have moved on, kind of thing. Um, but uh, as far as local bands, we work with Elicitor, Bog Trotters Union, uh, Lawnmower, Death Riders, which sounds like it would be the scary, like demonic metal band. But they're just like it's like a mandolin and a guitar. Like, oh, I love nice. that name. Super cute. So green. Yeah. But like also melancholy and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see who else is there. Um, oh man. I had some gin and tonics before this. I can't remember. <laughs> but really uh, I'll send you the link. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah. No, no. June 29th, most of them uh, will be there. Obviously, the listeners, sorry. They were you there. You missed the party. The party. Or you were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll post it. Mm-hmm. We'll post it on our social media. So they'll know afterwards. So hopefully they'll all be there. If not, we are record. It's, a, it's an entire festival, 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. And we're recording it. And we're going to put out a... Uh, 180 gram LP of it. Oh, hell so yeah. So if you missed it, Ooh. you can pick up the vinyl. The heck is a 180 gram? What? So there's different. Uh, so you can pay less. You can pay less <laughs> and get like a thin, super thin vinyl record, which uh-huh. is fine. But after 50, 60 plays, it's going to get scratched. It's like a, the a Forever one. 21 of LPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. And you can get, that's probably 33 mm-hmm. cents of vinyl. Whereas the 180 gram vinyl, that's the I mean, you take it out, it's like nice and heavy, and you can see the grooves. So it feels good. It'll be really feels it'll good be high when quality you, when you have a 180 gram. Mm, all right, interesting. I never heard of this. How about you, Miss Anna? What am I doing artistically? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd say I more than anything, I'm I'm more on the teaching end of of things at this point. I grew up doing theater um, in high school and college. Um, and at this point I'm just, did you grow I'm up just here? teaching. I did grow up here. I was born and raised here. Yeah. Um, one of, you know, the six of us that stuck around. No, that's not, that's not true anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I mainly teach more than anything else um, at Winchester Cultural Center, which is right around the block from where mm-hmm. we are right now. Uh, yes. We have uh, children ages six through 18, which would terrify you, Allison. Some of those little kids are my <laughs> friends. Hold your um, They are. They're cool little kids. Uh, Stefania is really cool. She Shout is. out to Shout Stefania. Shout out to Stefania. Yeah, and her mom, She's Roxy. an awesome kid. Um, so, yeah, I've been teaching there for about uh, five, six years now. Uh, myself and my uh, cohort, Adam Neary, who I've been teaching with since we were 18. We actually both started teaching uh, improv comedy at our former high school the, a couple years after we graduated because the... Uh, the person who taught us could no longer teach there. Uh, he moved to LA, so we got hired on, which was strange because we were both a couple years older than all of the kids, so mm-hmm. very little That's respect cool. there. And they at refer first, to you as Miss Anna, right? No, not back then. Our very first year was really awkward because we were so close in age that they were like, "Who are these people, and why are they teaching us?" Like, <laughs> so it took it Who took a little bit of time. Dropouts. Yeah, <laughs> like it took a little bit of time, and then we got in the groove and we taught there for like eight years, and now we're at Winchester. So. Um, 
It's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. We uh, we do everything, sets, uh, costumes, makeup with, you know, he and I and the help of a lot of very uh, ingenuity, you know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not using that word right. Ingenious. Uh, ingenious. Uh-huh. There's Ingenu- been a lot of gin and tonic to Yeah, me. there's been yeah. a lot of gin and tonic. <laughs> um, yeah, some really great parents and such. Uh, we're actually on hiatus for the summer, but we'll be back in the fall. So, so. so and if you don't mind me jumping in here, how is it funded, the sets, the, all that? Is it just ticket sales? Um, it's mainly ticket sales. We always joke that we get a, a budget of like $2 for each show. So the county kicks in a little bit of money and then the rest of it is generated through our program. So, um, Which if you're listening, it gets eaten up pretty quickly. Oh, so fast, so fast. And I have to say, we're very lucky because we have a few parents who are really amazing builders and, um, who really, really want to help us out. So we have, we have one dad in particular that builds us these insane sets out of like repurposed wood that he gets from work and you know does that's it all for awesome. free and stuff so that's very helpful because a lot of the parents like they perform or do stuff on the strip right some of them do yeah. yeah we've had a few people come through but a lot of them are just people out of the community you know there's um there's a fair amount of our students that are there through scholarship um oh, cool. so if you're on if you receive free lunch in, at school and you bring in uh proof of that you can be in the program for free oh, nice. so which is fantastic and then uh and at this point we have students from all over the valley that drive all the way over to our uh, theater to work with us so it's been it's been really cool uh, I can vouch for the quality of these productions, um, particularly <laughs> As a the set. comedic genius herself. Exactly. Right, yes. No, but like the set for like Annie, um, the one for what James and the Giant Peach. Oh my big that peach! Was like, your dad, my dad and I built, that, built yeah. that, didn't he? Yeah. That thing, we were so afraid that that was just going to fall down. That was foam it core sturdy. anchored to um, anchored to the ceiling, which we don't have a fly system there because it used to be a gymnasium. So we can't really mount anything from the ceiling. So it oh. makes things kind of difficult and weird, but yeah, it's, we, we work a lot in foam core. That's our main, That's <laughs> our awesome. main uh, uh, thing that we use, but yeah, it's, you know, we do what we can and the kids get to be on stage, which is the important part. So mm-hmm. it's good. And they're like your family. These kids keep coming. They back are. I love it. Yeah. I love them. We have, I have a lot that have graduated at this point. And I mean, I have kids that I taught when I was, you know, 2021 20, years and years ago now that are adults that I still talk to, you know, one of them very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we have kids that, that were with us all four years of high school. And some of them have been with us since they were, you know, you know, eight or nine and now they're teenagers and they're growing up. So it's fantastic to see. It's really cool to be able to grow up with them. I miss them when they leave. I get really sad when they graduate oh. and age out. But She does right now that you're on hiatus, you're looking for, um, like volunteer opportunities and things to do with them. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to find ways that everyone can still hang out over the summer. And I've been wanting to kind of, uh, encourage the students to get more involved in the community as well. So I figured since we're on break, it's a good time to, you know, get, you should take a field trip to the barrack museum before the exhibition goes away in August. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. That's a Um, good one. Parking is free Fridays after one and all day Saturday. I'm loving the plug. Dude, it's, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You guys, no, you, you've mess. seen it. What? Oh, yeah, I have. Sorry, Sorry for, for the mess. mess is great. Yeah, yes. Of course. Oh, yeah. Away. Everything he does is great. Yes. What are we talking about? Yes. We're talking about sure. uh, well, Fabi, yes. Justin, yes. Fabi Fav. Who he has Fabi work Fav. in our libraries as well. He does. He's mm-hmm. He does at your computer center. In the the com- mural yeah. he has up there is really, really beautiful. Yes. Interestingly enough, it is not a Las Vegas landscape. No. It is a Guatemalan. Yes. Yeah. But equally beautiful well but that's a good segue guys so could we talk a little bit about um what unlv and the las vegas clark county library district are doing respectively to um bring um arts and culture to the community 
so UNLV, I mean, obviously it's, it's a huge, huge machine that does a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. but at the college of fine arts, um, there are a few key people. I would say Dean Nancy Usher. She, um, was provost at Cal arts and president at Cornish in Seattle or vice versa. And so she's awesome. Um, she's great. Uh, Marcus Sivan in the art department, he's the new chair. He's uh, amazing. Um, Alicia Kerlin, the director at the Marjorie Barrick Museum. They are doing everything that they can to get the community involved, um, not necessarily with UNLV, but just to come you know, see what's going on. You know, there's a lot of donors in town. Come see what, where your dollars are going kind of thing. But also, um, you know, this is the third year in a row that the Barrick has done the bus to the Barrick campaign where they raise money and they bring CCSD students who normally would never go. I mean, locals normally don't come to the Barrick because, (laughs) oh, University, 4505 Maryland, where is that on that block? I don't know where to park. Do I pay to, right? So that's that's one thing that I'm always kind of fighting on my messaging Mm -hmm. uh, through all the communications, just making it easier for people. But, um, you know, getting the bus to the Barrick, getting thousands of CCSD students to come and let their parents know, like, this is what I did today. This is what I learned about the art. That's one facet of it. Marcus, you know, teaming up with Brent Holmes to do this radar uh, performance art thing, you know. And so there's a lot of... um, almost like a need to you know bring the community in to kind of soak up what's going on mm-hmm. um and so i i do kind of want to give a shout out to those people because they're really working uh, really hard and i would say that you know we're doing everything we can to uh let the community know you know what's going on uh sometimes it's a difficult task we were talking yes. about this earlier you know I talk about something that's passed and people go, ah, if only I had heard about it. I'm like, whoa, we were really pushing that hard for three months. Right. It's surprising that you didn't hear about it at all. The Desert Companion had it, this and that, which shout out to Desert Companion and Las Vegas Weekly. They always show UNLV arts love always. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way with library programming because we, we bring in so many different artists, plays, shows, music, so many things, and people go, oh, I would have come to that had I heard about it. And I mean, it's it's especially difficult for us. We have, you know, we're taxpayer funded and, um, you know, I'm sure most people in the city would not like to hear that, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars went towards marketing events. You know, that's not how we generally want to use our money. So, uh, you know, we, we push on social media, we push, you know, with our, you know, quarterly magazine that we have. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult to get people in the door, which is unfortunate, but we, you know, we bring in musicians from all over the world, um, theatrical productions uh i mean you you name it and we we try to house it within our buildings and then we also try to try to sort of bolster some of the local artists as well we do Mm -hmm. have uh, we have art galleries in every single one of our branches we show quite a few different local artists um and then we have six performing arts centers as well as uh i think 12 
I may, I may be misspeaking there, but a uh, number of meeting rooms and spaces that are up for grabs as well, where we, we, we do music and things the like that. The award-winning UNLV jazz band plays yes, at Clark all, the all the time. Yes, all the time, yeah, mm-hmm. which is great. That, that library is right across the street from UNLV, so mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of collaboration that happens between um, that branch in particular and UNLV's music departments and things. Um, and yeah, we work a lot with some of the downtown theater companies, um, Public, public fit. fit, yeah. Public fit is constantly um, over at Clark County Library, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we—I mean, we offer, and all of our programs are free. That's the—that's the great part about right. it. We're, we're trying to offer the community a chance to see some performances that maybe a lot of people would never have the opportunity to see because they can't afford it or it's too far away from their homes. Um, and we have, you know, we have 14 uh, branches within the city that are all over. Uh, so. There's opportunities at every single one of those branches to see amazing music and amazing art. Um, as long as, you know, and people just have to show up. That's all they have to do. It's free. It's open to everybody. We don't uh, censor anyone or keep anyone out. So so are there any, like, so we, we mentioned, Shahab, you mentioned, and in, in you as well, that people, like, they'll hear about these things and they're like, oh, I didn't know about it beforehand. So what are some other barriers you've discovered or you've heard people say like, oh, you know, I didn't go because of X, Y, and Z. And is there a way that we can like, you know, try to get people to not be scared of those different barriers or, um, you know, try to persuade them despite those barriers to come to these programs? I think just as a community, we need to seek it out, you know? if you're okay with binging Netflix and that's all you do with your life, then that's what it's going to be almost, you know, but right. I, I, I don't want to talk down to the Las Vegas community because they are amazing. I do want to say there are a lot of initiatives, this bus to the barrack every mm-hmm. single time that the barrack museum has run it. They have had lots of donations, including anonymous donations that they always hit their mark. That's the community. Um, We recently had the Coca-Cola Regal Films Contest um, that there was, for the first year in 20 years, A, UNLV got in to the contest where the students got $15,000 to shoot their commercial. But it was the first time ever the contest had a social media option, which a big Mm. portion of that was innovation and a big portion of that, you know, what the judges were looking at was impressions. Right. And we would not have gotten the impressions without the community love backing the project, you know, from the newsrooms to the, you know, family members or what have you. They really rallied behind us. And we friggin' won. So, you Just know, that awesome. the community, when they know, they support the community. And that's right. what I love about Vegas. Can I present a counterpoint to that? Go. <laughs> so, yes, I believe in personal responsibility and seeking out, um, you know, information to know what's going on, etc. Um, I consider myself to be pretty aware of what's going on in the community, but my job is really flexible. I'm on social media, as everybody that is present here knows. Um, I'm subscribed to every single newsletter. I follow and you every still symbol. Miss it. I no, I don't. I don't miss anything. Oh, okay. Where, no. where were you going with that? No, That's I what I thought you were going to say. No, well, but uh, I go to. I follow every single library. I follow every single department at UNLV. But this takes a lot of work, Shahab. Like I spend, you know, a reasonable amount of my time online reading about what's going on what about like the average people that a don't work in uh, also a lot has to do with the sector that i work in um i work in the nonprofit sector so like i'm really in tune to what you know 
um, about parks and rec, what parks are available, you know what I mean? I know what's going on in the community because of what I'm doing. What if you're a non-woke person? Are you screwed and you miss out on all well, of these and things? I don't, I don't even so think it's a non-woke thing, uh, you know, because my music friends have no idea what's going on in theater world, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we have a huge, right. I mean, all kinds of theater in this town. Mm-hmm. And my theater friends have no idea what art exhibitions are going on. Right. And I know you see this because you are at a, you know, this crossroads like I am, where it's all different um, disciplines coming yes. together. So you had actually mentioned something earlier, and I think outside of social, mm-hmm. that's what, where this will, you know, kick into high gear is the cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that is so key. So, yes, I want to talk about cross-pollination, but I... I I want to go back to my original point. I think, yes, personal responsibility has a lot to do with this, but I also believe that it behooves the institutions, the big people in town to, and this is, this is good because you are, uh, your communications, I think they could do a better job. They're obviously not reaching everybody out there. There's something that these people in town are not doing that people feel welcome. And it sometimes has to do with price, sometimes with language, transportation, right. or you're not get putting out the information. So Well, and we, and we talked about this a, a little bit before, too. Um, it, it's, I, I think a lot of it is this, there's a preconceived notion that goes behind the, you know UNLV and the library so you have all these art ex- exhibitions there's a lot of people who if they if they don't go to art exhibitions and theater shows and music and things all the time there's this oh well that's I won't understand that that's art I'm not an art person that's mm-hmm. going to be a different crowd for me and mm-hmm. there's a there's a level of discomfort there um, and then the library has the opposite effect of like that's books that's so old-fashioned you know they're so out of touch and in reality the libraries have changed so vastly over the last you know 10 years or so um, and, and it's it's it really becomes it's not really even getting the word out anymore. It's it's changing people's perceptions of these institutions mm-hmm. so that they feel welcome and they realize, oh, this is a completely different thing than I actually thought it was. Right. And uh, you know, everyone's welcome here. Art is for everyone. You know, the libraries are for everyone. It's the same thing. So it's it's less about the the knowledge and more about you know them coming in and sort of being able to. To, to see what it actually is all about. And I do want to say, in the Valley, Henderson Libraries, Clark County Libraries, um, UNLV, I think there's a really big push, especially now that the recession years are kind of behind us. I feel like there's a lot of you know cross-pollination going on. There's a lot mm-hmm. of community involvement where the community is taken into consideration. Um, and you know, I hope it continues. That's all I'm going to say. I, I think I think it's on the right track. I think people are like, for example, five days after the mass shooting at Mandalay Bay, the UNLV College of Fine Arts held its first annual art walk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which yeah. it was already being planned. When the shooting happened, the dean sat real hard. Should this still happen? Right, that whole week, mm-hmm. the entire city had PTSD. We were all floating through time because we were either there or we knew someone there or someone who was working Mandalay Bay or whatever. Right, right. That art walk, which was just supposed to be okay, the College of Fine Arts is seven academic units: dance, theater, film, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. 
even within the college, the different units don't know what the other the dance students don't know what theater is working on, don't know what architecture is working on. So let's bring them together, but then invite the community. Now you come and see this. Right. I think about 300 people showed up and it was so therapeutic and the art really helped heal them. The next year, which was 2018, which was fabulous, about a thousand people showed up because the 300 people told everyone right. about it. This year, I don't know how many. The October 11th, if you're free, October 11th, third annual Art Walk. It's free. There's food. There's booze. There's the chocolatiers were there last year. I don't there's know what's. Booze? Oh man, there's a ton I miss of the booze and the chocolatiers. There's a ton of it, and this year, and I'm I'm probably gonna get in trouble for talking about it. Nah. But I, they're they're talking about doing a beer garden kind of idea. Oh, you didn't right. hear it from me. It's out on the podcast. But yeah, so it's gonna be. It's, but but you know, as these things progress and be, you know get to their fifth annual, get to their tenth annual, I think the community will. Because I'm telling you, you know, I I did not go to UNLV, but I worked there, and mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people that went there various majors in the 90s and they do not have a happy picture about what UNLV was and how it you know interacted with the community and there might have been this like nose in the I don't know you know I wasn't I didn't live here I didn't see it I didn't live through it but when I talk to every single one of these artists I tell them I go that is not where I work Uh, that is not what it looks like you know and there's a lot of concern about the community and how we want them to be involved at the level that they want to be involved, you know, because right. there is, you know, one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, it's definitely high level entertainment without the hundred dollar ticket price. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you know, we sure we bring equity actors on sure. You know, but when we did um, a Christmas Carol, the main character was one of the dudes from back to the future. Like it's like, Right. Like high level stuff, you know, like it's, it's not some fly by night, but even the hole in the wall theater stuff in town is amazing with all the immersive stuff going on. I mean, I don't know. And so, so Allison, I have a counterpoint to you. I mean, yeah. do I definitely think that organizations could do a better job in communication? But again, what we talked about is that every, every piece of entertainment, every piece of art is competing against the strip. And we don't have a mechanism here in town that communicates those things to the people that live here because we don't have an alternative weekly anymore. You and I were in that conversation with a couple of their local podcasters. Mm -hmm. There's no communication mechanism that is geared towards locals because Desert Companion, I think, does a great job. They're probably the best at communicating what's going on on a community level. And they're not a weekly. Right, but they're not a weekly. They do kind of focus on, they know their audience, and so they also you know, particularly go to who their audience is, but there's not, I mean, that's why one of the reasons we created this podcast was mm-hmm. we know there's not a way to get information about what's going on in this community. There's not one place. There's not Absolutely. one place you can go mm-hmm. that has a listing of even what's going on at three different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a, that's a problem with our community because I mean, you know, God bless the weekly. I read the weekly, but the weekly focuses on what's going on on the strip for the most part. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Leslie Ventura, who always gives massive love to the arts in town. Hell yes. Yeah. But so. but um, I, I do also want to say that... Um, but one weekly does not make all. It does not. Correct. It does not make all. Um, but um, eat more... And I'll let you get into this, but Eat More Art Vegas, which They're is a awesome. website that was started in the same vein as yes. your podcast. Um, they've recently started a Vegas arts table. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed one and I went to one and I think there's only been two so far, yeah. but 
um, Sarah O'Connell, who kind of runs all of that, she brought it together because social media, every all these uh, news feeds are algorithm based now. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm following somebody, I might not see that post at all. Right. Right. Totally. So the thinking here is if everyone in town who's a musician or an artist or you know a screenwriter or whatever starts liking everything that has the eat more art vegas hashtag Mm -hmm. then that'll boost the algorithm and it'll start getting out to more people i thought that was really cool and really brilliant and i hope it goes much further than that but you guys can go on there as whatever you are whether you're you know an actor and this and that and you can list yourself and you can list your company and I don't know. I think it's a really That's cool fantastic. thing. And it's taken her three years to get to this point, but it might be the place everyone goes to find out about stuff. Which would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I love Sarah O'Connor. I mean, because she, she posts everything. She's she literally posts everything. Yeah. I mean, she even posts my, my kids' theater stuff, which mm-hmm. I, you don't see very often with a lot of those. She went to Mass Americanos. She, she did. Saw us yeah. Perform. She saw us perform. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. It's so wonderful that there is something out there like that now. Because but there needs to be more. There, ne- there does need to be more. There mm-hmm. does need to be more. And, and to, I mean, to kind of backtrack a little bit, um, you know, we're talking about all of these publications, and a lot of them still, and I'm always agonizing over this fact, that the library still doesn't get picked up in so many of those publications. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, again, it's because of that, you know, the idea that everyone has about the library. They just assume, oh, it's free. It can't possibly be that good. You know, we have a we have a large budget that we use to bring in, you know, incredible artists from right. all, around the, all around the world, you know. Um, and and we, it, it's getting the word out. It's getting people aware, which I hope people listen to this and you know start well, picking up sw- on that a little bit i swear every time i go to the library or i'm on the website i learn about something new that the, our library does mm-hmm. i just learned last week uh that i can get my acorn british television subscription through yep. the library yep. which i did not know i wanted to purchase it and now i know i can get my british oh, television yeah. through yeah. the library oh and there's a ton i mean our website is a is a huge resource and I mean, people, I always tell my friends, you know, you can do Rosetta Stone for free on our website, right? And they're like, what? Like, I can learn a language? I'm like, yeah, and so many other things, you know, jump on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's free music downloads, m- movie downloads. I, I'm, It goes on and on. We have adult magazine education. Magazine downloads. Class, magazine. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah, no. um, yeah, we, I mean, adult education. We, we, we're helping people get their college diplomas where we have English classes we have uh, we partnered up with workforce connections to help people um, you know get the skills they need to get better jobs and I mean like all sorts of stuff we have teen tech labs we have DJ labs we have you can go there and do art pr- or, uh, uh, musical production and video production and it, the list goes on and on and on it's so different from old-fashioned everyone shh, be quiet in the library there's in fact we don't even we don't even shush people anymore that's not even a thing so uh, there's it's just this this crazy vast amount of things you can learn when you go there on top of the performing arts department which is incredible so right trying to build yourself up uh you're the the libraries are the epitome of what a third place should be exactly Mm -hmm. yeah we're that we're that uh you know connection for people who don't have access to all of these things Mm -hmm. you have access now at all of these libraries well can i tell you as someone that takes a lot of meetings out and about and i don't always want to meet people at bars um the libraries are a legit place for me to take meetings and you know hang out feel safe they have food 
they're incredible. Yeah, they yeah. They have oh, food. Well, a, a couple. Oh, of like a coffee yeah. shop kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. You're trying. You have churros over here, right? I'm yes, at East Las Vegas. Oh. Yeah, that would be fantastic. We got no churros in Henderson. Okay. Yeah, I'm we gotta but make a, a phone call. You don't have churros library. at UNLV. I remember eating macaroons at that library, yeah. and I was like, well, "This is the is best." Um, so between churros and macaroons, we got everything covered. <laughs> no, uh, um, your sugary Yeah, they. So they're uh, the first library that we ever put a coffee shop into was in Mesquite, and oh. now there's one in the East, La- in the brand new East Las Vegas library, mm-hmm. and I think they're gonna start putting them into a few different branches, which I'm so excited for. I think that's a great feature. But that's just on top of all the other cool stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. So any place that Allison could eat, she's happy. She's <laughs> yes. like, yeah, the only thing that will get me to go to the library more than I already do now is I can get coffee there. Yeah. That's pretty much the only that wins. that's the which I mean that's a lot, so that, that will get me to go even more. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So another thing that we've discussed in the past, um, is uh, accessibility, right? And how sometimes how how cliquish or each silo, right, of the arts community is. Like the theater people don't, like the arts district people don't know what's going on at UNLV, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, and like we've talked about this, I've been to perform, I've been to performances in the past, both at the library and at UNLV, and um, you know they're not always like the most welcoming. Like there's this idea that it's like the literati, the literati at your library events or the UNLV. Like you have to be an art connoisseur. Um, what would you say to people to make them feel more welcome in your space? I'm telling you this as someone that you know talks to people from a lot of different backgrounds, Latinos and nonprofits and tech, different areas, and they're like, you know, I'm aware that this thing is happening, but like that's just not my scene. These are weird, you know. Uh, conceptual artists doing these weird ass performances where they're you know faking shootings and all these people they just like to talk about books and it's too intimidating and it's poetry and it's this and and it's that what would you what would you say to make them feel more welcome do you want to go first or should I go first Um, (laughs) (laughs) we're just we're having we're staring at each other right right now (laughs) Um, I feel so close to you now shut up I would have to say anyone who feels that way, you obviously have not been to the library in a very, very, very long time. Um, I I don't think I would ever describe anyone that, like the average library user I would not describe as the literati, because it's (laughs) it's families, it's students, it's, you know, and I mean, so many people, back when I was working circulation, I think I checked out more more CDs and DVDs than I did books for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so many other things going on there that, the books are just like you know kind of icing on the cake it's 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 a it's a community space and it's that third space i think even more so than it is um you know this pretentious sort of Mm -hmm. you know intellectual sort you know kind of space i mean it of course it's that you know we house knowledge that's libraries but um that is definitely not the average library user. The average, we, we focus on the communities that our libraries are in and what they want and what they need. And that's what all of our programs and all of our, uh, you know, every everything that we function with, that's, that's what it's all about. So I think if people step into a library now and they have that kind of thought, they'd be pleasantly surprised at what they see when they go in there. And I would say that artists are clicky. And whether it's lowbrow punk rock show art or, you know, highbrow, high, you know, fine art, mm-hmm. um, there is going to be the clickiness. There is going to be um, certain things that you go to that you're uncomfortable, that you're comfortable. 
Um, I would say if it does make you feel uncomfortable, whether it's the social situation or the art itself, then don't go. Go catch yeah. Avengers. Go watch Ant Man. You know what I? You know what I'll say to that though. Um, yeah. And we talked a little bit about this whilst we were eating pizza prior to recording. Um, when when we were saying, well, that's just people. You know, when people are people are clicky and they don't want to talk to each other. And um, if you go into something like that, because I used to avoid art, at the, and my dad's an artist for God's sakes. I used to avoid art because I'm like, well, art people are really like highbrow, and I'm not that. You know what I mean? Um, and then I got into art, and it's like you're a person and they're a person walk in and say hi you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. what i would say to that and yes people are still going to be afraid but the people that you're walking that are in the room already are just as afraid to talk to you yeah. as a stranger so, and that's as what you are to say. talk to them you know when i go to these things whether it is a fine art exhibition or a weird performance art thing i am there as myself to envelop myself in the art because mm-hmm. that's what art for me you know and and I'm not trying to make this like a cliche anything, but I feel like it's me as an individual interacting and melting with whatever this art performance is. First Friday, I went to that photography thing. There were some musicians with a guitar. I immersed myself in that. This, you know, these radar performance art things. Some of them are funny. Some of them are scary. Some of them, I'm, regardless of whether of whatever it is. Uh, it is interacting with me and I can process that and I can think about that Mm -hmm. and how it affects me and how, you know, like one of the radars that you missed, Mm -hmm. I played a song, I dressed up in a suit, which most people in town have never really seen that. (laughs) I took off a hat, which I, like my signature calling is a hat. I had no hat. I put on glasses and then I fought with these metal things. I'm not sure if you have a full head there. No. 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 (laughs) But, you know, and... Th- that was my way of showcasing my feelings toward this president who wants to build a wall. Mm. Right. And I want you to know that and I want you to interact with that and you to process that. You know, and so what I say is is go and enjoy it. Go and interact with it and if you don't like it, it wasn't for you. It's not right. meant for you, you know, and that's okay. that that is okay. But go out there and try things. Be open. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the way you get to know what you like, right? I didn't know I liked contemporary art until I went to a contemporary art museum. Right. I thought I because I didn't like classical art that I was like some sort of weirdo and I was like, these paintings suck. And then I went to a contemporary <laughs> art museum and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm all about this. Right. So Well, plus I think f- people feel like they have to that they have to interact with art in a way that is acceptable to others. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't care about anybody else. Exactly. Do and that's the you. point. Like you got to go in and, and look at it and explore it and experience it on your own terms. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. It's about how you perceive that. Okay? Art is what you make of it. Art is what, exactly. Yeah. Cause it is, it's all subjective. I Let mean, me also say your art community is what you put into it. So the more right. you put into it and the more you look into it and the more things you support and you go to, the easier it will be to have people go to the things that you're doing and that you're into. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, talking about cross-pollination, also supporting local endeavors, right? Going out to that local theater, checking out that new thing at the gallery, mm-hmm. what have you. So right. how do you guys find out about what's going on in the community? Yeah, good question. I follow you on yeah. <laughs> social media. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I kind joke? of... my. 
Like that's literally the only reason, and Allison gets mad at me because I don't check uh, social media. Um, but that's literally the only reason I get on Facebook anymore is because I have like you know the arts, uh, like Rain. majestic rep, uh, public fit, cockroach, you know all the theaters mm-hmm. I like, the galleries, you know music venues. I have them all tagged so they show up first on my Facebook, so I can check those out and like. Right. I, I I scour social media just to see what's what's going on. That's that's typically what I do. Mm-hmm. And then you know I'm friends with you, so I can't help but hear about. Right. so anyone in town that wants to know it be in the know just hang out with allison just, just follow her follow her, her instagram account just know that you will be subjected to two o'clock in the morning messages where i'll be like do you want to go check out this thing <laughs> that does happen yeah oh, well and God. you're shahab you're like my best twitter buddy so you get a lot of information sometimes from i feel like i'm the only one on there until we start interacting <laughs> yeah. i'm like thank goodness it's just you and i it might be <laughs> and jacob's on there jacob's on there I've, yes not He's as much as you are though no no one is on as much as allison <laughs> yeah. I, and the i do love twitter it, it drives me crazy but i do lo- no but i i look out for things because it's my job mm. i need to know all you know, my role at UNLV is for seven academic units, the eight gallery spaces, and the Performing Arts Center. It's so much stuff going on that I need to be on top of it. Mm-hmm. And because I'm already, I've got the Instagram turned on, I've got the Facebook turned on, I'm also looking at all the other stuff going on in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I see uh, the social media from the barrack sharing something of the Winchester sharing something of, you know, the Clark County. Hey, don't make sure that you go to this thing. Right. And I, which is I, awesome. Yeah. So good. You know, shout again. out to our social media people that work at all of these places. Yeah. They're doing the, an awesome They are job. the behind the scenes. I was, we are the behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, right. include yourself yeah. in that yeah. job. They're the HTTPS warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever each, I don't even know what HTTPS means to be honest. <laughs> anyway, can you guys, <laughs> we're going to have an episode on, what is the internet just for <laughs> yeah, just for the no, make the episode just you teaching her so we can all hear <laughs> hear how hilarious that, that would turns be, out. That well, would be good, funny. good news is my my brother who is an IT professional and cybersecurity professional is going to come on when he's here for Defcon nice. so he I will I will be like Joe you just need to teach Allison about what Opening is Google the Doc. internet and Al Gore didn't create it just so we're clear <laughs> I thought he did. I know you did. This is disappointing to hear. Right. Well, Sorry. can you guys um, let us know what's on the horizon at the library district and UNLV? Things that are exciting coming up? Um, so if we're talking July, we've got Broadway in the Hood, which they do several um, plays during the year. But starting last year, um, they're actually using the theater facilities at UNLV and it's it's basically um yeah I know disadvantaged ki- oh yeah no my no my oh. face is because I didn't I, know it was host because it's always at the Smith Center I, I, I'm gonna so apologize I, for I don't know for Allison's I think <laughs> they I think there's still gonna be a Smith I, they, I, they, I think they do for and they've I could never, be wrong they've never I performed anything at UNLV yeah last year was the they first have, year have they yeah and, and so, again, I think it was, f- like, for whatever that play was, it was the rehearsal. Like, they used the facilities to rehearse. Hmm. And then, and it was so cool, because last year, Tori, who runs it, brought Hamilton from the Hamilton play, and the kids lost it. It was oh, so nice. cool. I caught it on video. It was, like, amazing. But, oh, yay. Um, so that's in July. So they're doing Hairspray, which is a phenomenal story okay um and then 
Art Walk, Art October eleventh. Nice, cool, cool, cool. Um, there are so many hairspray. There are so many things I could plug. It's hard to plug them all. Um, I'll plug my events. Mm-hmm. So there's a really cool podcast record. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this I don't. This will not be out by the time you guys do that. So no. Uh, but for those of you who came to the podcast recording, good for you. Um, <laughs> of the you. wild and free. The big thing podcast. that I'm working on right now is Family Pride Day, which happens mm-hmm. September 28th at the Clark County Library. That is a um, LGBTQ plus Pride Festival for all ages. So um, kids, adults, families of all kinds. We've got uh, performances and uh, workshops and all sorts of activities during the day. So that's that's the big one that I'll plug for right now. That's Everyone awesome. Come for that. Can awesome. I do a little side note and just talk about, um, I just came from seeing uh, The Legend of Georgia McBride at Majestic Repertory. And it's about this gentleman that performs as an Elvis impersonator, but then they get ri- they have to get rid of his act, and he's either he either has to become a barback at the place where he performs, or become a drag queen. And so he semi reluctantly becomes a drag queen, and then like incorporates his Elvis persona, um, kind of makes it makes the character a bit more feminine um but there's a really interesting i don't know a lot about drag to be honest but um there was this really interesting scene where one of the uh older drag queens goes to town on this guy and she's like you don't know what the history of drag is you know like the historical implications and like the stuff that we've gone through um and that we go through day in day out in the south because this is based in tallahassee florida and she's talking about how drag is activism and there's this really crazy line that says drag is activism but with a sequin glove and i thought that was just like it just blew my mind a because i love sparkles and sequin gloves in general but i just thought that was really awesome and it actually made me want to really research uh drag and so i'm looking forward to yeah well yeah there because there is a there's a gentleman that we're bringing in from uh, portland oregon by the name of anthony hudson he's in in indigenous man who has a drag persona oh. and he does a one one man show called looking for tiger lily mm. and um i've only seen clips of it but it's really amusing because he talks about that old peter pan the version where tiger lily is this blonde girl like really pale blonde girl with like blonde pigtails mm. and he's like i grew up looking at this girl and like seeing that like that's a that's an indian that's an indigenous person um and uh but he's doing a whole lecture on the history of drag as well as part of his visit with us. And that's going to be the same weekend as that Family Pride Day. So you can come to that. I will. Learn Very more cool. about sure. it. Well, th- thank you, Anna and Shahab, for joining us. Thanks uh, for having us. This was awesome. I know we could continue this conversation. We'll probably have another one with the two of you mm-hmm. soon. Um, but this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I'm Jacob, here with, as always. Allison Yanez McKay. <laughs> <laughs> Whose middle name is Monica or Excess as she said on Twitter. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's or true. actually, it may have been the group text, but excess <laughs> is her middle name. One of the many methods that you and right. I communicate. Yeah, yes. Um, Very thankful to our guests, Anna Alred. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. And Mr. Shahab Zagari. Thank you. Am I pronouncing your last name correct? Yes, yes. actually. Okay. A lot right. of people get nervous and they can't do it, but you did it perfectly. Ah, very nice. Look at that. Look at, I'm just perfect in every way. You and were actually mispronouncing my last name. Well, how am I I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. And as always, uh, we are joined by our team, uh, Jose Sotelo, who is our producer and the composer of our theme music, as well as Ashley Pacheco, who's our fact check and research assistant, art direction by Berta Gutierrez, and while not present today, Raven, the dog of the Den of Descent. And the newest member to our team.
Sebastián, who, for some reason, I have to say Sebastián. I'm saying it recently with a Spanish accent, although I'm not Spanish. I don't know why. Don't ask me. But also known as Little Sebastián from right. Parks and Recreation. Right. A hundred thousand yes. candles <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, giddy up, guys. All right. Giddy up.